some fun today, man. I got another great interview coming up. My man Corey, the poet, yeah, is man. in the building, and you are watching it on Giving Them the Business with Chris Gotti Lorenzo and my partner Don De Niro. Okay, voila. He's not here with me today, but it's all right. I will always represent him while we're doing this. And, you know, I want to always thank the fans, the audience that is liking, sharing, subscribing. Please continue. And we're going to keep giving you these interviews to teach you about different businesses and how things work and just different insights. And I have a great time with these uh, podcasts with all the people I've run on. And here's no exception today with no other than it's Corey Baby. It's Corey Baby. That's right. That's Corey, right. Corey, what's good, man? man How you that? doing? Man, you know, blessed by the best brother. Happy to be here with you. Man, thank yes, you for coming, indeed. man. Thank you for Can coming. Can I say it? Can I say it right now? Yeah. We about to give them the business. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been waiting to say that. I've been watching your podcast, man. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's growing, and that's the beauty. You know, it's funny, just to speak on that for a second before we get started, it's like, this is how I know it's getting bigger. When I travel now, people aren't coming up to me about music. Right. They're coming up to me and saying, man, I've seen your podcast. Yeah. And that's a great feeling because that's the work you put in, and that's what you know. That's why we do it. Hard work, so, baby. Ain't no I appreciate it. For and they it. really, everything I've been getting back has been all positive about it. Right. It? So people really enjoy it. So please continue. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And, and just keep getting this business as we give it. Giving them business. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. To giving them the business. So I want to, again, injure Corey is someone that I met through my man RJ, a Grammy yeah. Award winning producer. Shout out RJ and his whole team of producers that he works with and the yeah. whole staff that he got there. And I'm, he he's uh, has a residency at Rio yeah, in man. Las Vegas. And I didn't know what he did. And RJ just kept coming to me and saying, yeah. yo, just, yo, this show is crazy. Yo, my man Corey, this and that. And I'm, he's like, I'm in it now because he, he's also singing in it yeah. with you. He does a little his part. And I was like, next time I'm there, I'm coming. I'm pulling up. Yeah. So I had no um, expectation of what it is. When someone asked me, a friend asked me to come see something, I just, I'm coming. I'm going to just check it out. After that, I let him know what it is. I try to keep it. So it's unbiased. It's, it's a natural vibe. To my ple like, like when I went to see it, to my pleasure, it was an incredible show that I had no idea about it. So I want to dive in with yourself first. How did you come about doing this? Let's call it. It's R and B and poetry. So That's exactly what I don't it know is. how to R and B a tree. <laughs> R and B a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we gonna come up with R a new name a for this. <laughs> but how did you come oh, up with R and B a tree, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the you know what? Honestly, we I started like like every other poet. You know, just acapella and doing open mics and you know and uh, my current my wife. Yeah, she is the one when. Uh, who actually had the idea? To Shout out Veronica. Veronica, yeah, it's my baby. Yeah, my, my business partner, my everything, bro. But she was the one who had the idea to put the music behind it and the singing, mm. because what she said was, you know, your poetry is a little bit different than what most uh, other poets do. You know, poetry is an intellectual thing. So uh, she was like, you want to entertain the people and you want to add different elements to it so it can reach the mainstream. 
And so the people who like music, singing, and poetry, all three of them can come together and enjoy what you do. So, yeah. yeah that, you know, when I think of music, it's uh, verses, like the lyrics is right. poetry. That's all it is. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just in a musical form. It's in, in a different kind of format with a different cadence, let's say. Yeah, yeah. A different cadence. But poetry, if you typically poetry is acapella. Mm -hmm. And you just stand there and you go through it. Roses are red, violets are <laughs> There blue. you go. <laughs> you say one more thing and you know what you I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. See, I like to people to understand, you know, like you said, poetry is actually the umbrella. Yeah. And then there's different styles up under it. So I just found my own lane. And uh, all gas to the floor, you know, we went straight ahead with it. And uh, it's like, you know, back in the day when they used to say mm. rap would never be mainstream or anything right. like that. And here we are 50 years later. And, you know, it's doing what it's doing. We are everything. Everywhere. Hip hop. Everywhere. Everything. It, it went from rap to hip hop. I remember when it used to be just called rap. I don't yeah. know when the hip hop part came and yeah. it just took over everything when it became <laughs> hip hop. Well, you know, that's marketing. It's yeah. always, to me, it's just hip hop music. Right. It ain't nothing like hip hop, hip -hop music. music. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the poetry, man, I added that I, I, I cross genres. Yes. It's no longer just, a, I'm no longer just a poet, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a. Uh, I do it with R&B music, gospel music, blues, whatever, you know, to get the message out to the mainstream. Like, look, this is coming. Where you? Where did you grow up? I was born in Los Angeles, South Central L.A., first okay. 15 years, and then I moved to the Bay Area. Who so I was, I was right, right there. OG you go. Bobby Johnson. Yeah, OG Bobby Johnson. <laughs> there you go. But I was raised in the Bay, man. I moved to Pittsburgh, California when I was like 14, 15 years old. And, uh, Pittsburgh, lived, California. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I said when now I first said moved it, in. It's like Pittsburgh. You got to <laughs> yeah. make sure they know it's California. Hey, I got to let them know it's California. Because yeah. when, when I moved, I was 14. My mom said we moved to Pittsburgh. Right. And I was like, we're going to the East Coast? It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold out there. <laughs> we're from L.A. What you doing? Yeah. But we get, we get up there, man. That's the very first time I've ever seen a live cow. In my life, you know, <laughs> coming from L.A., coming from South Central, that was the first time I ever seen a live cow when I moved to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Back, yeah, 19, so that's like countryside. Ooh, is that 84. It is? Well, it's a city now. It's the city. Yeah, now. it's a it's a it's its own little city now. Okay. P World is what they call it. Okay. P World. Yeah, but yeah, man, there, Oakland, San Francisco, Fairfield, Danville. I uh, man, I've lived all over the Bay Area. Oh right. Yeah, so Bay pretty much was raised in the Bay. Yeah, gotcha. from L.A. to the Bay. Man, so and in this 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 time coming up is when you honed in on. I'm trying to see the time you started honing. Oh in. well, I started actually writing poetry when I was in college. I went to a college out there in Northern California. You know, College of Notre Dame at the time it was called College of Notre Dame. Now it's called University of Notre Dame Dana Muir. Okay, but one of my professor was like, "Look, we was in a quad. He said, if anybody write a poem and go up there and say it, I give you extra credit." Yeah. I always you need needed it. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. You still looking for extra I'm still credit looking for to this extra day. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I, I, yeah, no problem. I went and wrote a little three stanza poem, whatever, and went up there and said it, got my little extra credit. But what what got me stuck on it is that the honestly the women, the women. in the crowd was like, oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, you know, murmur here, murmur there, talk there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> You know, there was an episode on Will Smith. You know, you was a uh, De La Ghetto. De La Ghetto, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I started writing four poems a day. 
from that point on. I get my little pad, start writing four poems a day. Now, I look back. That's your, see, this is because you was educated. You didn't want to act like you want to rap. You wanted right. to be a poet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be. I, first, I wanted to be a rapper. Don't get, don't get it twisted. Okay. I, wrote a, I wrote a song back in 1991 called Let's Do It. You know, actually, believe it or not, I wrote it. This is going to sound funny. It's going to sound crazy because it's you. <laughs> but I wrote it for LL Cool J because wow. of I Heard I Need Love. Right? And uh, I was like, well, you know, that brother can touch into his sensitive side. Oh, yeah. You know, I can write a little something, but it it wasn't sensitive. It was yeah. it was one of adults. It was, <laughs> it was a little vulgar. It was it was a little a little raunchy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was called "Let's Do It Again." You know, so, why not? You know? Well, if you liked it the first time, hey, like, why hey, wouldn't you why do, we it do it again? again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, but no, I started off with that, but then I realized that I, I could be a writer, but the actual delivery of the rapping that wasn't for me. Got it. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about uh, poet uh, uh, poetry. Writing poetry until years, years, and years later when I went to college. Okay. Yeah. So now you get, how do you get into, again, I'm always in Vegas and I see residencies. How do you get a residency at a casino? It's extremely hard. I know. Yeah, it's extremely hard. And I understand the story, but it's like, how did they, you know, because, again, from the business standpoint, they want to bring people in. Right. The casinos want to. A draw. So all mm-hmm. these shows you see inside of casinos is because they feel it's going to attract potential gamblers. Right. That's Absolutely. the only reason they're doing it. Or Absolutely. it's the it's like a two part reason. It's they want to attract gamblers, but they also want to give their clientele something to do to keep them in the building. Right. They want something good. So yeah. you go you go to this show, and then when right. you finish, you come get get something to eat, or before you eat, then do the show. And then after the show, you gamble. Right. Lose all your fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's they, the goal. You did their job. That's, yeah. that's the goal of all the shows you see in Vegas. Well, you know, the resume helped a lot. Mm-hmm. The resume, it, it, it spoke volumes once they read my, you know, had got my EBK and read who I worked with and all this stuff. So let's you go know. to your resume. Yeah, man. I mean, let's do it. You so know, what was what's in the resume that that is spoke volumes? You know, I I was blessed enough to, like I said, work with Lenny Williams. Me and him did a song together. Yeah, did a song with Latoya London from American Idol. You know, she came was one of the finals finalists, I should say. Uh, did a lot of shows. I opened up for big name people. Went on tour with Yolanda Adams on the gospel side of it. You know, and sure. Marvin Saps. Sure. Uh, you know, Tasha Cobbs. Uh, you know, did songs. Shout out to uh, Rocky Mountain Promotions because they heard my song on the radio, my gospel song on the radio with Lenny Williams, and reached out to my folks like, man, we need this dude on tour. Mm. You know, and so we reached out, and, and and I was blessed enough to have some amazing, amazing producers, honestly. Yeah. You know, and if we're going to do the resume for the producers, check this out, right? First of all, the one I'm working with now, RJ. Of course. You know, shout out to Raphael RJ, too. Uh, he always said, you got to say this, of Grammy Award winning beats how you want them. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just his, his yeah. company yeah. and that's all the guys company. that he works with. That's right. His brother. Al. I don't remember the names. At least you remember. Yeah. I didn't remember the His name. brother who does the video, shout out a couple of my videos. Uh, yeah. Vids. Vids how you want them. Yeah. Vids yeah. how you Vids want how you want them. Yeah. And uh, his cousin, his cousin Rod, Rodney the Boss, you know, <laughs> yeah, Rodney the Boss, who still owe me a beat, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I was blessed enough to work with them, and I met him through Charlie Mack. Charlie, well, you know Charlie yeah, Mack. Charlie Mack and Shout RJ, I had both had on his podcast. Already. Yeah, yeah. That's Charlie crazy. Mack, Mr. Do Everything. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we call him, Mr. Do Everything. He do, he do it. 
Yeah, he Shout did. Shout out Charlie. So, like I said, I had some great producers. I worked with my whole my my CD that's coming out is all produced by Raphael. This wow. one is coming out. It's called Love and Lust. Love and, and Lust. Love and Lust. Yeah, I like man. That. Uh, and then the next, the other producers I work with, my guy, uh, you know, uh, Ant Banks, the big, mm. you know, producer with Too Short and all yeah. them folks, yeah, out of the bay. That's my guy. So he did a couple of hip-hop joints for me when I wanted to step out of the box. And see, these these records you're making aren't traditional R&B records. It's that fusion. It's the fusion. It's the fusion Absolutely. of the R and B and poetry. It's like it's, the R and B tree. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's what we love to say is I am the place where R and B. I mean R and B. Look at you got me for say R and B tree. It's catchy. You gonna use it? Just pay I am me the my place money. Where, give my give my ten percent. Not ten. <laughs> Shit. Not ten. Don't don't do that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I am the place where. Uh, music, song, and poetry mingles. Okay. So it's a beautiful marriage. I mean, you know, it's nothing new under the sun. It's just how it's being done. Right. Because, you know, Gil Scott Herring done it, you know, with music and all the the last poets, they use music and all that good stuff, but it's just how it's being done. Right. You know, and when I first started it with the music, one of my producers used to produce for Prince for 12 years, named Levi Caesar. He was he actually was the first person that really walked up to me and said, Man, you know, Prince had a whole album of poetry that he wanted to do. I need you to come and let me put music to your stuff. Man. Because you got the you know, you got the height, you got the look, you got the voice, and your words are just great going and when I did it, it's like it was just a natural I've always wanted to be an R and B singer growing up. I just, you know, can't sing. So yeah. that was that. <laughs> but I've always hit the pockets. And that's what a lot of people miss because poets, they do it over music, but they talk straight through. There's no hooks. I have hooks. You know, there's no singing. I have singing. You know, it's like a record. It's yeah, it is seriously, a record. Seriously, it is like a, record. a record. Yeah, it's a record. It I is a record. It. It's right. a record. So, and when I do it, I make sure I'm in that pocket, though. I'm, I'm not just going through it. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. Because I, 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 want, I want, and what has happened is that mainstream is... They loving it. In this part of your life, you're a full blown artist. Now. I'm a full blown artist. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Like I said, on cross genres, we done sold places out, and yeah. all that good stuff. So, sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when I went to the show, like I said, when RJ brought me, I had no expectation, and I watched a basically a two hour show run right through. It's a place, not a right. show. Like right. I don't want to call it a play. In this, I mean, a show. It's a play. Right. I mean, it's a it's a musical. It have elements. Yeah, have different kind of elements. Theatrical. In there. It took me on different roller coaster rides from the types of records or that you created through yeah. your poetry and, and music and song. Mm-hmm. And you know, RJ out there shaking like he want to you know do something <laughs> to everything moving. Like, come on, boy, take it easy. That's the light skin in him. That's hey, the light skin in him. Not all these light skin things ain't the same. Now we ain't all the same. Don't judge the book by a cover. I gotta, now. Hey, I gotta get RJ under control all the time. You try to steal the show. Yeah, yeah. RJ, man, he got his show game down though. He's yeah. ready to perform. Yeah, <laughs> we. <laughs> we used to say Ja Rule does the uh, like uh, all the the theaters like the main event uh-huh. 
right? He did the the concerts. He said, and we did the after parties. Right. See, RJ's trying to be the concert. He wants to do the concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he want to he want to make somebody faint. Yeah, yeah. That's what he want to do. He want to make somebody he faint. Wanna, yeah, not only faint. He want him to do a lot more than he want to do yeah. something strange for some change. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we only give RJ two songs. Yeah. That's why he only got two. Yeah. <laughs> Come out with that damn brace. Uh, jacket on and shit. Yeah. Shining. Boy, you're shining. Yeah, but it's uh, honestly, man, it's like it's like you. It's like when everybody actually hear it, yeah. they're blown away because most folks have a preconceived notion in, of what I, poetry. When they hear the word poetry, they think it's just going to be like... That's why I said when he told me and he said it was, I just tried to block my mind out so right. I didn't go in there with no preconceived notion of what you're going to do. Just mm -hmm. let me experience it. Exactly. And I did and I thought it was incredible. Um... And it's like it's something that probably should be in on the road, man. Yeah. It's something that have you thought about like taking it on the road? Oh yeah, no, we're gonna get it there. We we're gonna find these sponsors. Yeah. We're gonna find these donors or investors. Investors. And we definitely gonna get it on the road. We wanna do like, you know, a five, ten city tour. You live in Vegas. I live in Vegas. Yeah, I moved from the Bay two years ago. Okay, but you live in Vegas. How like, cause you have a residency, but it needs to be more than just, like, can you do, how many shows can you do? I, I look at it like Broadway. Right. Broadway ain't one day. No. In a month. Like, I, I think the show, and what's the exact name of the show? You know, that's, that's we working on that, because we want to, it's more likely it's going to be called. It's Corey <laughs> it's Baby. It's Corey Baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, well, you want that. That's, yeah. that, that's You know, that's that's uh, that's that's the, well, I don't have a T-shirt, but, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, you know, because that, that it's my journey. So, But shouldn't it be, or have you thought about it from a different perspective? Like when I hear Corey Baby, that's you, and you are the lead, and right. it's all you, but, like, it's a, it's a movement. It's a, like a collective, a collage mm -hmm. of sounds and things. So shouldn't it kind of uh, represent more of the bigger picture than, instead of just it's Corey Baby? Well, you, I hear and, and do you have other versions of the show can you do that you can you do? Oh, yeah, we have thousands. Of, I have thousands and thousands of uh, uh, type poems. of poems that we can put and have different kinds of shows. It doesn't necessarily have to. It can be a social event, you know, a social show. Or sure. Things that's happening in today's time or, you know, like I, uh, I was talking the other day, I have a couple of poems, one called How Do I Get Off These Streets? And that's a serious mm -hmm. poem about a young cat asking somebody, you know, I understand what you're saying, but look at, look at where I live and yeah. how I was raised. Then I'll go to prison, and once I get out, there's no help. You know, they talk about rehabilitation, but there's no such thing inside when i get out they talk about we'll help you get a job but there's no help so how do i get off these streets because it's all leading me right back to where i started yeah you know so i always talk about uh some of my ordeals with like the law enforcement or the feds and what they said they would always tell me like about people that i knew that might have been incarcerated and mm -hmm. i would just sit there to pick their brains to kind of my lawyer would always tell me don't talk so I said, I'm not saying nothing. Right. I'm listening. And they would say, like, they're just like fish to water. Like, And I'm like, they're telling you, basically, if you was incarcerated, you go to jail, you get out, you're going to do exactly what you do. You're going to go right back to it, just what you're saying. You're yeah. going to go right back to it. The only thing jail might have did was teach you how to do it a little better. How to do it a little better. And talk to the different person doing it. But right. um, 
But, you know, fish to water, they're going to be right back there and you're going to be right next mm-hmm. to them. Right yeah, so we have all com- I have all kind of all type of themes that I can go with. I can literally have five shows at one time uh, going on with different themes, you know, uh, with other folks. So, you know, we've been talking. That's when when you say that I already thought about it because I asked you about genres before. About right. Like, you know, the name of your album you just said is Love and Lust. Mm-hmm. To me, those are two different topics. Those are right it there is. alone is two whole shows. It is. It is. Yeah. It's definitely it definitely is. And we made I made the C D that way on on purpose. Because at some point in time, you will either lust after someone or you're gonna love someone. So the C D is like four or five love songs and then the other one are yeah, we're gonna get in these sheets. Yeah, songs. I just need to knock that down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just touch you, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's funny. Because and you, know, you rhyme while you say this. You know, <laughs> and touching on that because I started off doing erotic poetry. Oh man. Yeah, I started so off you, doing you erotic poetry. You freak nasty. Oh, uh, that's that's that, that don't even uh, cover what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is freak nasty uh, right here. I actually did a few shows with a friend of mine uh, who's been doing erotic poetry her whole career, uh, named Jessica Holter of the Punani Poets, mm. and I did a couple of shows with them. You know, and uh, yeah, that's how it started. But. but <laughs> But we we changed it because we wanted to reach a broader, uh, a greater audience, you know. And did you say you wanted to reach the broads? No, no, oh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, no, I did not. <laughs> What's crazy, no? But that leads me, makes me think about it because sex sells. It does. Sex sells. Have always and always will. You know, business wise, I tell everyone ninety six percent of all sex businesses is profitable. Right. Think about that. Any other, we're doing podcasts. I'm sure podcasts is well below fifty percent of successful podcasts. Mm-hmm. That the amount of stuff, like it's probably less than twenty percent. Right. Ninety six percent. If you start sexual business, is profitable. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. But it lets you know that human beings, we that's what we are. We're sexual creatures. Oh yeah. And we'll indulge in all types of shit like this, like for our entertainment. Well, we're, we're, we're so you we're, could you. What I when I hear you saying what you're telling me, I, we're in Vegas. There's yeah. shows like uh, the you know there's always strip clubs, of course, but then the male review shit yeah. is the 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 thun- man from down under or whatever <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah, Mike they, Magic Mike the mag- shit. Yeah, yeah. You see all the billboards the for this and all that to, stuff. The to yeah. me, this is they should probably infuse. This poetry and create a show, and you know what's crazy, and, and do a collabo and create it like um, Circus Soleil. Yeah, because when we moved here, the idea was the idea was to get a residency with what I do, and we did that. But we also was gonna have another show. I have another show. Uh, it was called Pillow Talk, and it was an erotic poetry show because mm. it's Vegas. Yeah, it's you know, Vegas. We said we can get that going out here too, man. Yeah, yeah. and it's because uh, we used to do the thing yeah. called Poetry After Dark, but with the with the music and the singing all all infused now, it's definitely moved to Pillow Talk. You know, it's more central, it's yeah, more yeah. sexy. It's, it's, it's not when, it's, when it's not raunchy talk, no more. It's not as nasty. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's still there. It's just okay. It's just it's done tastefully. It's, yeah, it's said differently. Yeah, <laughs> it's said more. Seductively, mature, if you oh, will. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, mature. Yeah, is it, yeah. What's the right word yeah, for yeah, There you go. There you go. 
you know, the young kids, they just vulgar with it. Yeah. They, they, there's no, uh, there's it, nothing left to your imagination. Nothing left to your imagination. And it's like, I, it's like uh, they told me a long time ago when I first started doing this erotic poetry, when I started doing erotic poetry, they said, the thing with you is, you, by your words, you grab them by, you grab the ladies by, it makes it seem like you grab them by their hand. I and you slowly <laughs> walk them to the bedroom door. You leave it, the door cracked, and then you allow them to walk through. I thought you yeah. was about to use the Donald Trump shit when you said, you no, know, you, you, go. you just grab, grab him by, by the pussy. <laughs> I was like, what? Is this? <laughs> this <laughs> that's the first thing when you said you just grab him. I thought that's what you was taking, but you said no. by the hand. Grab him by the hand. Whew. Lead him to the bedroom door <laughs> and allow them to walk through. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know it's a little ro- it's a little romance in, into it. You know, you got to you got to get them in the mood. It, it, it's very simple. If you want to, have you, you been again before you answer? Yeah. You know, say what you're saying. I don't mean to cut you off, but have you always been romantic? Oh yeah, that's that's just that's you. I grew up that way. Because if you write poetry, yeah, you, know, you that means you was writing poetry to your with lady friends and yeah. When I started writing poetry. That's what, yeah. Yeah, that's when it started. But the romance is uh, romantically probably since I was sixteen. Of all, I'm a cancer, so I'm yeah, uh, I'm a cancer too. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all about is love, emotion, and don't mess with my family. Yeah. You know, protection and all that that's good crazy. stuff, all rolled up in one. You know, but yeah, no, I always been like uh, romantic, but at the same time, like I said, I'm a cancer. Yeah. We can get a little freaky too. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't don't play with it. Yeah, don't play. Yeah, don't, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Put that in a poem. Yeah, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Yeah, put that in a poem, and you gonna cross exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> See, hey, that just gave me an idea. Yeah. That's something you should probably think about. Yeah. Taking some of these hot songs. Yeah, putting my words to it, and then you switch. You take a little cadence from it and flip it afterwards. Yeah, that might be interesting.